The Angels won a game this last weekend, and the Angels lost a game. And Phil Nevin lost a game all by himself. So let's recap each of the weekend games, and let's discuss where these halos are currently. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show of Locked On Angels is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. And the same is with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with the eBay Guarantee Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guarantee Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. We appreciate you being here, making us your first listen of the day. And Lockdown Everydayers, if you consider yourself a Lockdown Everydayer, as you should, you're getting in our listens and our views every single weekday. Uh, We're going to recap the series, each game of the series against the Yankees, which starts tonight. But on today's show, Mike, we need to recap the weekend against the Astros coming out of the break. The Angels had every opportunity to take their fate into their own hands because the Astros and the Yankees also uh, are in the wild card ahead of them. And there was a little bit of back and forth. Unfortunately, they dropped two games in this series. So we're kind of right where we started when this week kicked off, aren't we? Right. Right. Yeah, and they they did have a good opportunity because they got some guys back. They had Matt yeah. Moore back. They had Zach Neto back. Michael Stefanik is up. Trey Cabbage is up. We'll talk yes. about him and his performance on Sunday. Uh, David Fletcher was outrighted to AAA. Anthony Rendon on the IL again. Surprise, surprise. Joe Adele's got an oblique strain, so he's on the IL. And then Sam Bachman has shoulder inflammation. He's on the IL. And then we got news uh, yesterday that Chris Davinsky is going to go on the IL as well. So just a lot of injuries but people coming off the injured list as well. In regard to Fletch, uh, Nevin did say it came down to defense. They felt that Squid was better on defense. And then in regards to Rendon, he underwent testing on his shin. There's no fracture, just a deep bone bruise. Uh, he's walking with a limp, doesn't need crutches anymore. And then Trey Cabbage, as he comes up, he's going to play first base and some outfield. And uh, that that was good news to see him on the team. You know, I had to make this comment, and it, it really doesn't matter to me, and I don't think it matters to you either, but – Defensively so far in 100 innings, Fletcher's been better than Velasquez at shortstop. Yeah. However, I think the real key there, and we've seen this throughout the weekend, was Squid getting on base, stealing bags, being the guy you can pinch run. I think that's more accurate as to why they would want to keep Squid up as opposed to defense. But he also got in at second base a few times this weekend, so he was being pretty versatile out there as well. Um how about this game, Mike? The Angels lost this one seven to five. It was it was filled with errors and mental mistakes. And yep. the big moment of the game was when Renhifo had a ball hit off of his glove. And I could understand maybe losing it in the lights is what he he was, you know, putting out there and sure. demonstrating. But then the hustle after that ball allowed right. Jose Abreu, who's not the fastest guy in the world, to get to second base. And I thought that was absolutely insane. And so did Phil Nevin. He pulled Renhifo after that and said, hey, we can't we can't have that, dude. We can't have that lack of hustle on this team. And so Eduardo Escobar 
came in and Nevin said afterwards he took him out because he didn't hustle after the ball. And isn't that kind of the first instance of accountability that we've seen on this team so far? Did you like it? Did you, did they benefit? What'd you think? I loved it because Escobar needs to be in the game all the time. Yeah. And I loved it because there needs to be accountability. And, and then I hated it because we are halfway through the season and suddenly there's accountability and there hasn't been accountability before that. There was an incident in the game on Sunday, and we'll talk about the recap of that game, but there was an incident where Taylor Ward's making a catch in left field and he nonchalantly makes the catch and the runner at first base noticed that and tagged from first to second. Yeah. And Taylor Ward threw like you used to throw from right field at Tristan hey, softball, right? Like a better arm than that. <laughs> <laughs> he bounces the ball into second base and, and that's the, that's the stuff that is just so infuriating for fans. It's it's infuriating for me because that's the stuff that good teams don't do. And yeah. and t- I think I think back to I think it was last year Taylor Ward coming around first base thinking Altuve is going to throw him the ball right and and he's really throwing behind him and they picked him off yeah. and those types of plays are just bonehead plays. There was another moment in this game where there was a, a big debate on if Moustakis could have gotten a double play on an mm-hmm. easy bunt from Maldonado, it looked like from the pictures, from the video that he probably could have thrown to second and, and maybe gone to first and they could have gotten a double play. But honestly, John, this is why the angels find themselves where they find themselves in the standings. And it's why the Astros find themselves where they find themselves in the standings, because they're a team that doesn't take anything for granted. They're a right. team that makes sure that they play all the way through the play. That's why Renhifo was yanked because he didn't play all the way through. He just kind of mm-hmm. skipped out to the outfield and wasn't really <laughs> hustling. And Taylor Ward's in left field. Exactly. Taylor Ward's in left field and Taylor Ward's not going to hustle in. The guy hardly hustles. And, and, and that's just what's infuriating about this team. And then there's no, there's no accountability. And, and, and if there is, we don't know about it because the players aren't interviewed. I was watching this weekend, some other games that were taking place while waiting for the angel game. And I found it really fascinating that, in a lot of different cities, the players are interviewed by the media and we don't ever get to hear from the players outside of Erica Weston's after the game, if the angels win moment. Right. And so that's, what's just really frustrating about this team and really frustrating about this weekend is that they're, you know, now all of a sudden there's accountability and now all of a sudden there's responsibility when we haven't seen it all season long. Yeah. I think Moose was able to throw over to third. I think that was the play. He that's what the play done. was. You're yeah. Right. To get the yeah. lead runner, uh, and, and Langston called it out on the Angels broadcast on the radio. He's yeah. got to be careful, Mike. He can't say anything negative. He might get fired for too much <laughs> negativity. Um, yeah. In this one, Otani had five innings pitched, five runs, four earned. He also went two for five. He was frustrated. He said, yep. I'm frustrated to a certain point, not just me. I feel like the whole team's frustrated. I feel like it's only natural when we can't win games, and that frustration builds up. And it looked like he was having uh, some more finger issues out there which kind of that's where his control went he did not have very good control getting further into that game and phil nevin said you know mistakes happen i'll never have a problem with mistakes if what happens it's what happens after the mistakes yep the next play is too dang important for the team and for the player and for our fans quite frankly and it makes sense going back to what you said you play the play all the way through and and you're right that's what teams like the astros do that's why they're so successful and I just, it, it's fascinating to me because where, where's the mentality or what's the mentality of the team? And it, and it should start at the top with the manager. It's like, we see this example of accountability by pulling Renhifo. Fantastic, right? But at the same time, 
what's the what's the vision that you're preaching to this team? Yeah. What's the what's the the drills that you take? Or hey, we're going out there and we're practicing this today. Not that you want to, you know, exas exasperate the the guys further and cause injury, but like I, I'm just trying to understand where the accountability comes from if we don't see them and a philosophy that says play these plays all the way through, like yeah. come up firing from left field or yeah. Hey, there's a heads up play over at third base. It's stuff like that. That's really missing. And, and Nevin talks about it, but where's the practice of it? Yeah. That's my question. It's the old and new Johnny with this team. The old is Taylor Ward, Luis Renjifo. The new is Mickey Moniak and Zach Neto. Mm. The, the difference between those two, those four players at two and two, is hustle mm. is energy is excitement and, right and, like and cabbage by extension and even and, and yes. when he was here too absolutely yeah, I and i think that. i think i think just the reality with zach netto for example like he is he is the guy that should take the lead on this team that guy is hmm. so good offensively defensively he's he's competing every single time that he's out there doesn't take a playoff and and that's the thing that has really hampered the angels for the last 10 years is they have too many guys who are taking too much time to do something very simple on the field or something simple at, at bat. And and honestly, until they get rid of those guys or they they smack them around a little bit, that that's not going to change. Now, Renhifo mm -hmm. did have a somewhat positive weekend after that that benching, but honestly, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be in my starting lineup if I'm the manager yeah. after that moment. Like he would have to, he'd have to bear the weight. He have to carry that. And I get that Phil knows him better than I do. And I get that Phil also understands that, that that might crush him. I get all of that. But quite honestly, this is why you traded for Escobar. And the fact that he isn't in there every single day and Renjifo is, is just fascinating to me. Fascinating. <laughs> well, speaking of fascinating, it'll be interesting to see how the Angels handle the Yankees who are coming into town. And they're playing them tonight at 638 Pacific time. Griffin Canning's on the mound. He had himself a stinker the last time out against the Dodgers. Stinky. Hopefully he can get back to what he was doing before that. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels. Coming up on Lockdown Angels, this game one would have been devastating if not for what happened on Saturday. We're going to get into all the details on that coming right up. Today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. Hey, you want to win 100 times your money on Daily Fantasy Baseball? Yes. Of course you do, right? You can with the Sleeper app. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times payout with their eight-pick contest. So choose as many as eight players that you like and decide if they will underperform or overperform the predicted stats. So, Johnny, help me out here. Will Griffin Cannon give up more than three earned runs against more. the Yankees? <laughs> I didn't even have to hear you say three. <laughs> uh, will will Otani hit more than one home run against the Yankees today? Ooh, he's due. Yeah, let's yeah. have a two-run home run night for Shohei Otani. And then Give will me. Moniak get more than two hits in this game tonight? I hope so. He's on my fantasy team, so I'm taking the uh, <laughs> taking the over. Let's go. Love that. That's how easy the Sleeper app really is, and it works really quickly. You can make your entries in 30 seconds or less, and then there are saft, uh, saft, <laughs> fast and safe all combined together. Safe and fast withdrawals and all payouts. You can download the Sleeper app today, and when you do, use our promo code Locked On at sign up, and you'll get an instant deposit match of up to $100. Check out Sleeper today.
We want to thank you for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Lockdown Everydayers, join us every day this week as we recap each game of the Yankees series. Then there's an off day on Thursday, which gives us the opportunity to talk to our friend from Lockdown MLB Prospects, Lindsey Crosby, on Friday. We got a great conversation. We're going to tell you what that is. Maybe, maybe tomorrow we'll talk about that conversation. But in the meantime, you can catch the Angels back at it tonight, 6.38 Pacific Time at the Big A. They're taking on the Yankees. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Angels. Saturday's game was incredible. It was a fascinating, fantastic, wonderful game. In fact, right after the game, uh, we talked about this specific game uh, on Twitter. You had tweeted out, hey, what a game, all of that good stuff. And Cast Member Adventures on Twitter, who follows us, really great listener and viewer, said they couldn't wait to hear this recap. Oh, so I love that. This, this is for you, Cast Member Adventures. Uh, yes. Angels immediately went up 3 nothing in this game. In the second, Renfro walked, Thice got a single, and then Renjifo hit the three-run bomb. Johnny, the key to all of that was that it happened with two outs. And this is the thing the Angels have done all weekend long, something that we hadn't seen prior to the All-Star break. Hmm. And quite honestly, you can't blame the offense this weekend because they really battled in this game. Here's where the problems really lie with the Angels, and it's with pitching again. Detmers gave two of the runs back in the third, and the inability to get shut down innings has always been the Angels' Achilles heel. Right, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to dive into those numbers uh, a little bit later this week and just see how many times the Angels have not had a shutdown inning after they score some runs and how often they've gave it right back. Yeah. And, you know, in that in that inning, it was two, but then they did it again in the fourth yeah. inning. Mike Detmers gave up a two-run right. double to Martin Maldonado. Now, I was, said on Friday, yeah, and I apparently know. he didn't listen to me because I said on Friday... You can't give Martin batting 174 Maldonado I know. any sort of opportunity to hurt you. And and that that just seems to happen every single time to the Angels. If Tucker's going to hurt us, which, he, by the way, he is always going to hurt us, right? Kyle guy. Tucker's always going to hurt us. We need to take the booing of Alex Bregman, and we need to move that to Kyle Tucker. Because <laughs> Bregman, I know people boo him because of the 27, 2017 World Series. Okay, cool. But with, with Tucker, like that guy kills us. Every single time, and he's, uh, he's Ramon Laureano. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe we should we should do a little drug test on Kyle Tucker. <laughs> he just he gets us every single time. Maldonado should not get us every single no. time. Now you can't be Mike Napoli against the Angels. No, you can't. <laughs> now, now Detmers didn't have a terrible game, Johnny. Six innings, five hits, four runs, three walks, six Ks. But the the bullpen really struggled. And I mentioned Davinsky in the last segment is going to go on the IL. He gave up five runs. In the seventh. Now, before mm -hmm. we continue with the recap of this, Johnny, what'd you do at this point in the game? Did you turn it off? What'd you tweet? Go ahead and talk about that. It was it was uh, nine to three, Mike, and I didn't turn off the game, but I said on Lockdown Angels Twitter, "Congratulations to the team who's going to get Shohei Otani before the trade deadline. You you are getting a generational talent. You are getting somebody who automatically gets you to the playoffs. It's been a pleasure watching him, and it's going to be great for you and your team." I threw in the towel because I watched that happen, and yep. after Friday night, I was exhausted. And yep. I was like, yeah, this is inevitable. The Angels had every chance to take their fate into their own hands and come out of the All-Star break and gain some ground on wildcard teams. And what do they do? They squandered that in, on Friday night. They they go down 9-3 to three, uh, at this point of the game, 
And so it's the bottom, it's the top of the seventh when that happens. Mm -hmm. And I'm done. I'm just done. And I'm over it. Turns out it was the first ever reverse jinx in the history of Locked On Angels (laughs) because the Angels in the bottom of the seventh came roaring back, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. And led by. Zach Neto, who yeah, hits a massive home run, and then Escobar gets an RBI single. Remember when I mentioned that he should be in the game? Yeah, uh, Escobar gets an RBI single. Made it 9-6, to six, and then with two on, Mike Moustakis hits a three-run home run. All is forgiven, Mike Moustakis. You, uh, you have endured yourself. Oh. Mike, who's the last free agent? I know he wasn't a free agent, but he was a trade. But who's the last guy to, like, come over to the angels and endear themselves like Vladdy Guerrero or Tory Hunter is like yeah, the last those two, two are the last two that really did of. that. Yeah. That and actually he, performed for us and actually endeared themselves and actually looked like they wanted to be here. And yeah, and, looks like a guy that wants to be here. And he, he gave a, a conversation to the locker room as a guy who's been there before in the world series of world series champion. Like where's that been? I saw somebody yeah. say, man, Mustakis in the few games that he's played has done more than Anthony Rendon has done yep. in his entire Angels career. And like, yep. yeah, he's great at third base. He's hit f- uh, five home runs now. He almost had six on Sunday night, but Kyle Tucker robbed him of that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he, I'm all is forgiven, Mr. Moose. <laughs> yeah. Now, remember, we talked about shutdown innings. The Angels just didn't have it with Matt Moore. He came in, gives up a two-run home run. This this was debated, John. Was it a good move, a bad move yeah. by Nevin? I, I know that that he only had Luke Davidson or Webb in the bullpen because they were going to save Esty for the ninth, and he's coming off the IL. I, I get all of that. I actually wasn't too frustrated with the move. How about you? I wasn't either. I mean, if if your choices are Aaron Loop, Tucker Davidson, then you're going to go to Matt Moore because yeah. Webb, I believe, had thrown on Friday. So and he wasn't um, good. And he wasn't good. And so you're going to go to Matt Moore because. I know he's coming back, but at the same time, when they work their way back, it's not that like they're jumping right into a game. They're yeah. throwing simulated games, they're throwing to hitters, that sort of thing. Yeah. So the practice is there, and and if if it wasn't Matt Moore, then we'd be having a conversation about why oh, is Aaron Loop coming in? Why is Tucker Davidson mm-hmm. coming? Like you can't win in that situation, so you're going to yeah. go with your best guy, and that was Matt Moore in yeah. that moment. That move I didn't have a problem with. There is no. a move that we'll talk about. Now, speaking <laughs> of the ninth inning, Angels down 12 to 9. Shohei hits a home run, his yes. 33rd at the time. Then Ward scores on a pass ball. Then Hunter Renfro gets an RBI single. We're back to being tied at 12. And then the shutdown inning happens. And it I happens know. with Carlos Estevez. Fly out, strike out, infield, pop out. Even when the guy's in a bit of a, of a jam, he still is able to get through it. And then in the bottom of the 10th, Johnny, with a runner at first and a runner at second. Taylor Ward hits into a routine double play ball and Mm -hmm. the shortstop throws it away and Trey Cabbage scores and the Angels win this game. Uh, I got to say, I saw the photo and I think Classic Cards on Twitter had this photo. And if it's a lefty first baseman, he makes that play. Mm. But Jose Abreu didn't really stretch for that one, Mike. Honestly, I think it could have been a much closer play than it was, and I know that everyone laughed that, oh, of course, the Angels walk it off on an air, but that's what good teams do. They take advantage of the mistakes. We saw that on Friday night. The Astros were walking all over us in our mistakes, so we take it back, and we take advantage of the free outs. We take advantage of the mistakes, and fortunately, Cabbage, speeding around the bases, was able to uh, to get down there and win that game, so that was exciting. Love Trey Cabbage, man. I can't wait to talk about him and yeah. what he did on Sunday. So this felt like 
it was propelling the Angels to something special. It was like, okay, I threw in the towel, the reverse jinx happened, that's fantastic. That's the kind of game that you want to win and get back. So again, uh, it was was a very exciting night. Um, And then there was Sunday's game, and we'll get into that one in just a minute. I want to talk about Sunday, John, and there's a lot of things that we can talk about from Sunday. Uh, we can talk about how they lost 98. We can talk about how the Angels needed a really strong start from a strong starter that they signed in the offseason in Tyler Anderson, and and they needed him to go long. They needed some length from him, and he immediately gives three hits up and a walk and a run and throws 35 pinches in the first inning, and he ends up leaving the game 85 pitches thrown after three innings. Mm-hmm. He he did awesome in some moments where he got himself into some trouble and he got out like bases loaded in the top of the third and he got out of it. He had some calf issues. I know he was t- struggling pushing off, but quite honestly, like it, so goes the angels, I guess, because I know. this is just one of those moments where you're like, are you, are you kidding me? Because <laughs> this is just frustrating and, yeah. and Anderson can't knock it, lock it down for us. You have the night that you had on Saturday night. And so you come out and immediately he gives up a run in the first inning. And like you said, he was fortunate to get out of his own way and get out of those jams. And then you come to find out he's got that calf issue, but you could see that nothing was working for him because of that yeah. calf. He couldn't push off the mound. He couldn't uh, get the extension that he needed. And so things were missing. He was out there grunting. You could hear it on the ESPN broadcast. Yeah, they I have think, everything mic'd up, by the way, in the ESPN broadcast. Good yeah, grief. and unfortunately, they have the announcers mic'd up, too, because <laughs> all we heard the whole game was, Shohei Otani, what team is he going to be on at the deadline? Right. And Eduardo uh, Perez? Yeah. Get, like, put some duct tape over that guy. Good grief, man. All he could talk about was, Oh, uh, the angel is just not really in it. It's the best thing for baseball is to trade Otani. Like, screw you and your best thing for baseball. I want the best thing for my team. Yeah. And right now it's trying to win with him. And that's what the angels were trying to do on Sunday. So your your hypotheticals and your moral questions of is this good for baseball? Like get get out of here with your You know who's good for baseball? John Miller and Joe Morgan on Sunday night baseball. That, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Moose hit another really big mammoth home run in this game, John. Yeah. He tied it up. And then Trey Cabbage. A two-run double. He made it three to one. He had three hits in this game. The other way, by the way, three hits in this game, was pinch run four in the seventh. Then they had squid at first base, and Neto is the guy at the plate. He knocks one up the middle, and they score from first. So a a move that I really thought, kind of questioned. I was like, "Ah, what are they trying to do here? And and with squid at first and scoring, that was – a beautiful move. Gave the Halos a four to three lead. Otani gets an intentional walk. Moniak gets hit. Bases loaded for Taylor Ward. He gets a three run double. And at this mm-hmm. point, we're all super stoked, super excited. But the bullpen really struggled, John. Carlos Estevez comes in in the eighth inning, mm-hmm. gives up a two run home run to McCormick, who is also the Kyle Tucker that just taunts <laughs> us. And I thought this move was so that A, Esteves can go up against some of the best hitters. Of course, that's what it was. And I also thought, of course, he's coming back out. Like, this is a Rysel Iglesias against the Mariners moment. And then Jaime Berea comes out. <laughs> and and Nevin said, 
well, I, I, I didn't want to have him go two innings because he threw the night before. He threw five pitches the right, night before. Right, you throw more. You throw more than that while you're warming up in the bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, and, and of course we know what happened. Berea gives up a home run to Bregman, and well, Tucker gets a home run. And- yeah, I mean, listen, Berea, you, you mentioned it. Estevez comes in in the most high leverage situation. That is a check box or a check mark in the box for Phil Nevin for me because I think you're taking on the heart of the Astros order. You want your best guy in there. Yeah. He gave up the two run home run, so it was seven to five. Jaime Berea should be able to handle the bottom of the order, Michael. I understand probably the best move was bringing Estevez back out. That's fine. I I get that. And and maybe we're being the Monday morning quarterbacks, whatever. But at the same time, going to Berea, you should be able to get the bottom of the order out and not surrender the entire lead. Now, by the time that order flipped over, here we are, Berea, after already giving up a home run to Alex Bregman, is still out there facing Kyle Tucker when... God forbid you put an Aaron loop to face a lefty in that situation, but that's not what happened. And Kyle Tucker hit a home run and that one uh, was the, the game winner because after even Otani got the, uh, the home run in the bottom of the ninth, which to me, I was like, Ooh, is it going to happen again? Yeah. You had a couple guys on base, Mickey Moniak at second, Taylor Ward at first and Matt Thice was up and he hits one into the gap. And stupid Kyle Tucker, who yeah. already robbed Mike Moustakas of a home run, makes this incredible diving play, and that's the game. And I loved Matt Thice running down the line, chucked his helmet because he was super upset, and I don't blame him because that was that, that was the perfect hit, Mike. It was yeah. the perfect hit right there. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to look up the expected batting average on that because I want to know how good of a play that was. But continue. Yeah, I it was Moose at first, by the way, not Ward. Cause Ward oh, thank a you. Week, a weak ground ball. The That's first right. Base. It was Moose. Uh, emphasis on weak. Um, look, quite honestly, John, like... <sighs> I don't, um, I don't know. Like it was it, only a 240 expected batting average, but still, <laughs> still, it was a great still. play. I, honestly, John, it, it should have been Carlos. And, and, and I think you walk into the Yankees game. He's not going to be able to pitch anyway. He's not pitching. True. Tonight, yeah. Right? And so like, I, I think you use, you use all the bullets in your gun in that moment. And, and Phil Nevin is just, he's treating everybody like they're delicate geniuses. Like there's just wet, they're soft blankets. Like I, like, dry clean only you know like <laughs> i mean it's just so frustrating and and to get two out of three from houston would have been awesome they would have been four games his... back in the wild card because they took yeah. two from a team ahead of them and then yeah boob nightingale had to go and ruin it by saying well the angels are gonna get four games in the wild card if this keeps up and yeah. then yeah we got jinxed by bob nightingale there yeah I, I know that the question always is like okay so where do they stand and, and quite frankly i think that you you, you got to take it game by game um i think by the end of this week they should make a decision on what they're going to do um they have to take the series from the yankees for sure and and i think that they have to they have to take the weekend series against the the pirates as well if if they don't then i think that this team needs to make some decisions on who they're going to trade and when they're going to trade them mm-hmm. i don't think that they're trading otani even if they're out of it johnny i don't think they're trading him at all because i think that if you trade shohei otani Artie moreno looks at this team and goes why are people showing up and people are showing up to see shohei otani it's like 1998 all over again with mark mcguire chasing the home run record <laughs> people were showing up to see mark they weren't showing up to see the cardinals because the cardinals were not great that year so yeah. i don't think shohei gets traded i think that this team has to take at least 
two of three from the Yanks, if not try to sweep them because they're at a place now where each game matters so much. So tonight's game matters, and then they can focus on Tuesday's game after that. Well, let me just set set the stage here because before the trade deadline, we also face the Blue Jays in Toronto, who are also ahead of us in the wild card standing. So the Angels have six opportunities to take their fate into their own hands and perhaps perhaps get some wins against the Pirates and the Tigers, uh, and that's all before the deadline. So I'm with yeah. you. you got to take it game by game because at this point, I don't think that you can look at Sunday night's game and say, like, oh, well, they're out of it because it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the, uh, the blow-up yeah. starting pitching stuff that we had prior to the All-Star break. But I think there's some obvious answers on what they would need to add but also, if they go into selling mode, they have plenty of opportunities to sell. But again, I think you take it game by game. You have to take it uh, against the Yankees one by one, and you've got to come away with a series win. I think it's a different conversation uh, come Thursday after this Yankee series, depending on where they stand. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, they do play the Yanks tonight at 638 at home, and you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Hey, go ahead and give us a follow at Locked On Angels on Twitter. Our name is no longer reversed on there because the reverse jinx is over. It only <laughs> lasted less than 24 hours. Uh, and then give us a follow at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. If you're on YouTube, comment below the video. Let us know that you're here and say hi and let us hear your thoughts from this weekend. Hey, Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? We're here recapping the game. Every game matters. So we're going to take it one game at a time. We're going to see how Griffin Canning does tonight, and we're going to talk about him tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Sounds like a plan. We hope that you'll come back here and see us again for more Locked on Angels. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.